This is the Game Changers Experience. Deep dive conversations with leading business disruptors, Olympic athletes, celebrities, entrepreneurs, and influencers from around the world. This show will teach you insights about the winning principles in mindset, productivity, marketing, branding, entrepreneurship, business strategy, and more. Hosted by Productivity Authority, business strategist, former elite athlete, author, and public speaker, Adam Strong. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Game Changers Experience with myself, Adam Strong. And today, we have another amazing guest here on the show. And, you know, it's really interesting. Um, so, you know, we're going to be talking about a particular subject that we don't typically talk a little bit about. Um, but I feel like it's one of the, it's, it's at that time where I feel like we need to talk about it. Do, do you know what I mean? So we are joined here on the show by uh, my good friend, Mahima. And Mahima is Europe's number one self-mastery mentor. Uh, she's a master trainer. She's been a speaker and 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 a best-selling author and she's spoken on the stages with the likes of Richard Branson and Les Brown um Lisa Nichols not to mention just a few she's a real powerhouse when it comes to uh what she's doing and um believe it or not one of the things that you don't know about her is that she's done over 10,000 10,000 hours of meditation which uh which is uh, an absolute dedication to that art um and she's helped thousands of people from around the world um, in terms of helping them to and find clarity, but more importantly, to help them find purpose and happiness in their life. And you know what? We all desire that. We all are destined to want that. Um, but we're going to be talking about some really interesting conversations about today, ladies and gents. So before we get started, okay, a few, a few housekeeping rules just before we get started. First of all, um, if you are listening to us live, use the hashtag live, use the hashtag replay, of course. And if you have any questions for myself or Mahima, feel free to use the, um, the comments in the comment section below. Uh, so feel free to do that. But also, you are welcome, and I would highly endorse that you do this, is if you are listening to us on LinkedIn or on YouTube, make sure that you are following me and Mahima and subscribe to our channels, but make sure, more importantly, to hit, hit the bell notification in the top right-hand corner. For you guys that are listening in on the podcast, of course, we make sure that we put all the description notes and any links that you will find useful to me and Mahima's uh, conversations uh, and uh, anything that is going to be based around our conversation. What, so what are we going to be talking about today? Well, we're going to be talking a little bit around meditation. Now, interestingly enough, okay, there's a lot of false perceptional realities around what meditation is on and it is or isn't. So I want to talk a little bit about that, but I also want to talk a little bit about how entrepreneurs and leaders such as yourself, um, how you can use meditation as a way to move the needle. Okay, so and, and, and this is something that I learned from a mentor. Where you are right now is not where you where you are right now, if you, in order to be over here, which is where you want to go, you, something needs to change, right? Something needs to change, whether it be you through your mindset, whether it's a shift, whatever it might be, something needs to change, okay? So we're going to be talking a little bit about that. We're going to be talking a little bit about um, 
we could be talking a little bit about how to uh, use how the people that are, you know, have used meditation in the past and said, ah, do you know what? It hasn't worked for me. We're going to be talking a little bit about that. And uh, because the people, you know, there are Olympic athletes, there are people like Jack Canfield, for example, who endorses a lot of successful leaders and entrepreneurs uh, to use these types of techniques and tactics in order to shift the needle. And uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about today. So I hope that you are going to enjoy our conversations. And again, feel free to use the comments in the comment section below. That would be super awesome. And if you haven't had, the, if you don't get the opportunity to watch to us, listen to us live on this video, then feel free to head over to Apple, Google or Spotify and listen to us over on the podcast, of course. Anyway, enough chit chat from me. Let's bring the main, main lady of the show, Mahima. Welcome to the show. Hello, everybody. Oh, my God. What a joy and a pleasure to be here with you. Thank you for having me here. It's amazing. I can't wait to dive into this brilliant topic. Awesome. Love it. And, you know, it's interesting because, you know, we were speaking offline. And one thing that I noticed about um, one thing that I noticed about our, our uh, energy is that it's kind of very it's it's very similar you know, our vibrational energy, because I'm kind of into energy. I mean, what, what do you think that, do, do you think, uh, do you think I'm right? Or what do you think? Absolutely. I just like, we were definitely vibing you and your ideas. I felt like a symbiosis. Um, yeah, very good energy. Energy is everything, right? Like Absolutely. most people don't mm. even think about that because we be, unfortunately become talking heads, right? And they have no <laughs> idea what they're putting out vibrationally. And it's, 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 it's rather sad, actually. So yeah, that was one of the, th the first things I noticed. Great energy, you know, which for me always leads to um, more heart consciousness when you mm. are aware of your energy and what you're vibrating. So yeah, we're definitely met straight in the heart frequency. <laughs> I could feel that. I was feeling the love. <laughs> appreciate that. Appreciate that. Yeah, I definitely felt the same as well. So um, anyway, let's dive straight in because I'm really ex I'm excited about it today. We've got um, we've got audiences from over 59 countries listening in. Uh, so we've got a big global audience, which I'm really excited about. And hopefully you guys are really going to hear not just some great value bombs, but if you, depending on when you are listening to this, of course, if you listen to this on the podcast, it, what I would highly recommend is make sure that you rewind, go back and listen in because I've got my notebook here, ladies and gents. I always love to make notes when I'm speaking to guests, but more importantly, there's going to be a lot of value bombs that's going to be dropped in our conversation. And so what I would highly endorse you do is to go back and re-listen to what our conversations is all about. So anyway, I want to jump in because I know that, um, let's get some context for our audience because I know that, you know, you are a speaker, you're a speaker, and but also, um, you know, you've been on the stages in Singapore and in, in Sweden, in London. Uh, we have a lot of mutual friends, of course. Um, but you're not originally, I mean, you're based in Europe at the moment, you're in Switzerland, but you're originally from Zimbabwe, which is an amazing, I've heard such amazing things about Zimbabwe. Uh, by the way, do you speak Afrikaans? I have to ask. I don't speak Afrikaans, unfortunately, but my grandmother was Afrikaans, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, I'm from Zimbabwe. 
And um, yeah, how did I get from Zimbabwe to Switzerland? Is that is that what you wanted to ask? Me? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean, what what what's the story behind this? Because I know that you also came from uh, quite poor background. I mean, Zimbabwe is not the most uh, of what not seen as uh, as, a, as a wealthy Western country, is it? It's an African it's, state and kind of stuff. It's really interesting. Uh, recently, I had someone shared a video with me saying that Zimbabwe is on the nu- is on number one spot of one of the most miserable countries in the world right now. And the wow. interesting thing in is is Switzerland is on the top position as the least miserable country in the world. So just fun fact, okay? <laughs> I don't know if I agree with any of this, but that it was it was really like a, a, on a on a news. Um, thing where they've done this whole um, scale and they measure it by by right. inflation, by lack of uh, um, employment and all kinds of things. So yes, yeah, so I'm from one of the most miserable countries in the world and I live in one of the least miserable countries in the world. <laughs> and Zimbabwe, I got from Zimbabwe, um, I got out of uh, Zimbabwe because when I was young, 18, I met a Swiss mm. guy he was uh, 28, so he was 10 years older than me. We started dating. We dated uh, for three years. When I was 21. We got married, and when I w- and uh, and when I was 21 and a half, we got divorced. Okay, so it was, yeah, it was a bit of a tumultuous relationship. But what did come out of that was the Swiss citizenship that then allowed me to be able to leave Zimbabwe and I started traveling. One of the first places I went to was India where I started my personal growth journey. I was a complete skeptic around, uh, when I say skeptic, I, I didn't. I was clueless. I had no idea about meditation. I wasn't looking for a mentor. I wasn't looking for a guru. I wasn't looking to meditate. I literally was escaping Zimbabwe because my ex lived in Zimbabwe and I felt like the country was too small for the both of us. So I needed to get out of there. And, you know, my travels took me to India. Thank goodness I went there because, uh, and how it took me to India was literally uh, this guy that I'd met um, some, like about six or seven months before all of this, he was into meditation. And I met up with him on my way to Miami. And I was a hot mess. He said to me, listen, do not go in this state to Miami. You need to go to India. Here's the address and you can live here for very cheap for a long time. And that all made sense to me being 23 years old, not having a huge amount of money. um, I thought, why not? And so I went to India. In my first ever meditation, I had a transformational experience that uh, opened up a portal inside of me where I connected to peace. I connected to love. I connected to uh, a sense of expansion. It was it was an experience outside of what you I was used of, mm-hmm. and the reason this happened is because I was inside of a field. There were a thousand people focused in on this one point of closing their eyes and looking inside of them. This creates a powerful field where other people can come drop into these spaces. So that's what we do at our events. We create portals where people can come and with very little effort experience deeper levels of consciousness that they don't normally experience in their day-to-day lives because they're not in the field, energy field with other people. So I do believe in the power of groups, 
I believe in the power of connection to yourself with others. It's very powerful because mm-hmm. when people mm-hmm. think about meditation, sometimes they think it's it's my own private, it's my own private thing. Yeah. <laughs> On one hand, it's your private journey. No one can do the work for you. But, you know, saying that you don't need people in order to deepen your meditation practice is literally you know, what keeps a lot of people stuck because there's only Mm. so far you can take yourself, right? Mm. But you open up the field, energetic field, you start vibing with people and you can go so much further inside of that work. Interesting, interesting. When you had your first experience of meditation, I mean, how did it make you feel? I'm just curious because like we all have different experiences. You said that you experienced some sort of portal, but there must have been like, was it kind of like, were you blown away or was it kind of like just a reality check? Um, I'd love to know what your thoughts are about what your your first meditation was and, and how it made you feel. It was, I was blown away. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> whoa, it was like, it, it was just like a subtle, it was like, you know, like the earth shook and there was like an earthquake and then a crack. Oh open and then light came in to that crack and I blew um, the doors open Mm. (laughs) on my sanity you know and uh, I I remember sitting there and being so surprised by what I was feeling that I would literally open one eye to just check if I was still (laughs) part of planet earth or if I'd sort of like been blown out of you know the planet of all together right so I'd kind of open my and check what was going on because it was such a strong feeling of stillness that's one of the biggest things that I you know recall the stopping of the monkey mind and then there was just peace and stillness and a feeling of well-being that I guess you know yeah, that it, it's 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 hard to put into words, but that's what it felt. I was just in myself. Mm. I felt centered. I felt grounded. I felt like I'd come back home into myself. Right? Mm. It was it was like discovering a part of yourself that you didn't know existed. Mm-hmm. Right? So because I'd lived up in my head, thinking, worrying, judging, complaining criticizing, defending, being scared, like that was what I knew as a kind of default setting. Mm. And so, and this was like, a, the, you know, as this sort of experience happened, the, 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 the way to describe it was like stillness, peace, ecstasy, bliss, joy, calm, connection, expansion, um, being and so it was very powerful it was extremely wow. powerful and it and it uh it uh I, I sat in the hall um that where there had been a thousand people gathered and this experience happened and I kept sitting there and when I opened my eyes the hall was empty because people had left and I had stayed sitting and wanting to continue being a part of this experience that I was experiencing Mm. so yes that was my first meditation and I went back to my hotel room I didn't know anyone at this ashram place so I didn't know I couldn't talk to anyone I just went back and slept 
And when I, the first thing I did when I woke up the next day, I sat without knowing how to meditate to check, do I still have this connection? And mm. it was still there. This feeling was mm. still there. And then I sat for two hours. I sat for two hours in my first med- alone meditation. So obviously I have some kind of a gift or mm. I do not know some kind of relationship with this meditation thing. Like mm. it's like somebody who finds out that they can play the piano without ever playing the piano or someone who <laughs> finds out that they're really good at, at adding up numbers in their head. I don't, like that was kind of what happened to me with meditation. Mm. I found it, it found me and it was just like from the beginning or like this. So I stayed, I worked on myself for five years Um you know, and uh, while others were studying geography or biology or whatever, I was meditating for hours and hours every day, either alone or inside of the community. Um, and I knew that this was some it was going to be part of my life. And I do believe that. I believe that we have gifts, we have talents, we have things that we are naturally gifted at, and then you have to work on it, right? Mm. You have to practice, and as we mm. practice, we get better. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Do you- um, what I was going to say to you, do you think that when you had your five year stint in India, because that's what you said, right? Five years, right? So yes. a long time. Yes. So, I mean, was there any at any point in time? Was there ever a point in time? Because you said um, before you kind of went to India and, you know, you were, compl- you know, in your head, you were complaining and whinging and moaning and that kind of stuff and feeling very judgmental about others and then what you thought of others and what others thought about you, that kind of stuff. Did that ever come creeping back into your mind, whether it be self-doubt, then that affected then, then that kind of affected the way that you were, um, I suppose, um, move, try to move your life forward. But did you ever have those obstacles or those kind of like, Oh, Oh, yeah, I need to kind of like, you know, do, do you see what do you see where I'm going with this conversation? Absolutely. I know exactly what you're saying. So here the thing, we are human and part of being human means shadow and light. There mm. is no other way for it to be because on planet Earth, it is in the fabric of the nature of reality, which is one of my teachings, nature of reality. Now, if you could go, if there's, you know, I believe we're living in a solar system full of different planets. Maybe there's a planet where it's just light. It's just light. Mm-hmm. There's only light. There's, they don't know a darkness. Maybe there's a planet where there's only darkness. There's, only da- there's no light. But on mm-hmm. planet Earth, there are two opposites. There's happiness and there's sadness. And both mm-hmm. are a fabric of what makes sense here. There's life and there's death. I mean... Mm-hmm. This, you know, the, the, these are two opposite things, but mm-hmm. they exist. So inside of us, we need to learn to make peace with these, with what I call the nature of reality, which is the opposites. You will not just be happy, 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 happy. It's impossible. There will be things that will come into your life that will make you sad, that could even cause misery inside of you. And mm-hmm. meditation is the art of gaining distance from what I call the ego mind, which is the personality, the story, right? Without a body, there is no pain. 
Without mm -hmm. a body, there's no hot and cold. Okay, mm -hmm. so this exists in the duality of form. And there is a part of us that is spirit, which is formless. You came into this world with nothing, you're gonna leave with nothing, yeah? And there is a consciousness that is aware of you, even when you're sleeping. That's why you can wake up and say, oh my God, I had a terrible night's sleep. There was something that stayed conscious, right? Um, even in deep sleep. So we have this consciousness, this awareness, you can call it a soul, you can call it a spirit, you can call it no name if you if you prefer, but there's something that comes into the body and then there's something that leaves the body, right? And so I feel the body is a container for that essence. When we connect to that essence, there's that we we perceive life differently. When you're living identified with your name and your story, you are seeing life in a more narrow perspective. Right, so mm -hmm. you're identified with being um, uh, like 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 this this body, but the truth is you could leave this body any second, and so all of this right. is over. So mm -hmm. for me, personal growth is about discovering more layers of self, and body is just one layer of self. Mind body is another layer. Emotional body is another layer. Uh, personal vibrational frequency is another layer. Soul is another layer. So we have, we have this multidimensional being that is way more than we've been taught. I was taught I'm a thought. I was taught that I'm a thought. Just think you're, 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 you're a black woman from Zimbabwe. You're this age. That, that was what I was taught. I wasn't mm -hmm. taught a spiritual connection to myself. And honestly, I didn't even learn this through religion. I was brought up as a Roman Catholic. Right. And in my Roman Catholic, I was I was scared. I was scared of energy. I was scared of the soul. I was scared because that, that they even say that God fearing. Yes. They say uh, the devil. So I was just scared. I didn't know how mm -hmm. to relax and, 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 and feel this expansion and safety of love that I learned through meditation. That's mm -hmm. my personal story. Yeah. Interesting. And, and uh, it's interesting. You're talking about. Um the way that you were scared and but also where i mean i mean there's going to be listeners here that are probably as scared as what you've been through but is that because of number one acceptance of what's inevitable but also potentially new rituals habits whatever it is that is gonna you know formulate or the end result of what is potentially meditation does that make sense yes so fear fear comes from what we don't like i think fear is a thought that just repeats itself okay mm -hmm. and unfortunately Agreed. our culture uh, most people's cultures hand fear over as uh, a default set my parents mm -hmm. lived in zimbabwe there was apartheid they were scared of not having opportunities. They were scared of being racially, you know, treated terribly. Um, you know, there was a lot of fear around just the basic, you know, way that the cultures are structured up. Fear if you're gonna be good enough at school, they don't have school systems that allow people to be uh, tremendous in, to be brilliant in what they're really brilliant at. So for example, you could be someone where 
dance or music or art is really where your brilliance lies. But maths or science or, is not what you're brilliant in. But, you know, the system doesn't allow for this, you know, like the fact that you come into the world with gifts that might not fit to where other people are brilliant. They try to, mm. to make everyone the same. So fear is a big uh, um, thing inside of cultures. Fear of failing, fear of not getting enough, of not having enough, of not being enough. And, and so once you understand that, you can start to dismantle fear and start to live, you know, where you focus more on abundance, more on, you know, what you are good at, what you do have, what's good in your life, and less on the fear of not being enough, having enough, doing enough, uh, getting enough, right? So, so it's, it's a complete shift of perspective. You know, if you ask me, what does meditation do for you? It completely shifts the way you see the world, right? Mm -hmm. I used to see the world as a scary place where I could really fail and have horrible things happen to me because that's what I was taught. I was Mm -hmm. always being warned, be careful, don't trust anyone. You could get pregnant, you could fail, you know, you're stupid, you could, I was a lot of negative focus okay very little pleasure joy i'm not saying it wasn't there of course you're human you have both aspects yeah you laugh and cry you feel happy and sad but if you ask me where most of my focus was it was on the misery of life and Mm -hmm. expecting it and looking for it and being scared about it right and so what changed in my perspective during my uh, awakening i call it an awakening is, you know, focus on positivity, yeah, that I can consciously choose what I focus on, as opposed to just feel like I'm going to pop it on a string, just, and my mind is going everywhere, yeah, Mm. meditation is training the monkey to go where you want it to go, right, Mm -hmm. so I wake up in the morning, and I want to have a great day, that's my intention, so I'm not waking up scared about what's going to happen, if, you know, if, if I'm going to be able to cope with life or if shitty things are going to happen. I know shitty things are going to happen. Okay. Like, I mean, it's in the fabric <laughs> of the nature of reality. It's the nature of yeah. reality on planet Earth. As we're talking here, people are leaving their bodies. As we're talking here, I'm looking at the lake and I know that some fish are being eaten by other, you know, uh, creatures in the, in the ocean, Right. Um, I'm from Africa. The the lions are eating little baby gazelles like for lunch that life is over, right? It's very nasty business, but that's part of the story here on planet Earth. Yes. So once you start to accept life, you're not fighting against it. You're not surprised, but you're also not focused on the negativity. You can start to say, I'm going to put my focus somewhere else where it makes more sense because I don't know how much time I have in this body. Every minute counts, and I want to have more pleasure, more fun, more laughter, more joy, more peace. Mm. You choose it. It doesn't just choose you. For you guys, by the way, I hope you're enjoying um, our conversations. And like I said, you know, just a reminder, if you have any, um, if if you're listening to us live, use the hashtag live, use the hashtag replay. And of course, if you have any questions for me and Mahima, feel free to use the comments in the comment section below. And if we don't, if we miss your question or whatever it is, we will get back to you. Don't worry about that. It's all good. Anyway, that brings me on to a really um, 
my next thought actually, which was around people that are, and they may be um, people that come to your seminars, for example, that have maybe a lot of false perceptions of what meditation is or is not, because there are a lot of false perceptions. And I think this is something that we need to address here. And maybe, um, maybe we could kind of have a conversation around that, but also talk a little bit about um, the opposite uh, to those perceptual realities and where they potentially come from. So, um, because uh, I, I, and I want to share a personal experience because when I th- when I think about the word meditation, and th- again, this is not wi- what I generally feel now, but this is what I used to think. Is I used to think that meditation was just it's it's just a bit fluffy, you know, it's 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 a bit of fluff and uh, and not very spiritual or religious that kind of stuff, and you know. I've got a I've got a mind that you know is all over the place, and uh, you talked about stillness in in your conversation, right? I find it very difficult to sit still for, but for, for not, let alone hours, but for minutes. Um, what, what 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 would you say to to me uh, back in my old self? Because I'm sure that there are people here listening here that probably have or are experiencing exactly the same false perceptional realities of what meditation is. Yes, I love that. Meditation is self-love. It is respect. It is understanding that you need to build a relationship with yourself that is extraordinary because you will be with yourself 24-7, seven days a week, 365 days of the year for however long you're going to be in this body. So this relationship matters. You want to listen to yourself. You want to feel yourself, you want to take care of yourself, you want to pour into yourself, you want to nurture yourself. So it's just about building a relationship the same way you want to be in a relationship where somebody listens to you, where somebody feels you, where somebody gets to know you, they know what you like, what you don't like, they know what makes you angry or what makes you sad, they know what, like, it's just about getting to know yourself spending quality time with you most of us are scared of ourselves that's why we can't sit still because we start to hear thoughts we start to feel things and we're scared and then that's why we want to keep on distracting ourselves but the problem is that that lack of connection to self can create um problems inside of your physical and mental body right? That's how people get to depression, burnout, all of these things. It's because they've disconnected from themselves, their body, right? And they're, they're, they're not listening anymore to the signs of, hey, I'm tired. Hey, I need more good food. Hey, I need sports. Hey, I need stillness. Hey, I need calm. I need kindness, right? They, they're not listening anymore. And they're just pushing themselves to do this or do that or be all over the place. So I feel that that's what meditation is. It's the willingness to create a beautiful relationship with yourself where you feel comfortable in your own skin. What the people are most surprised about when they join us is how easy it is inside of this field that we create for them to sit still, for them to realize more about themselves. So I didn't get to this by myself. I didn't just like magically find inner peace. I hung out with teachers, tribe, mentor, and with them, it was easier, right? 
So that's the good news. Find people and sit with people in meditation. And I, tr I tell you, if you are aware, you will see that this creates an easier way towards being able to sit for 10, 15 minutes. Nobody needs to meditate for two hours. I did it because this is my calling. Yeah, I felt the calling. And when my first teacher met me, uh, who was live in his body, the first thing he said to me is, you're going to teach other people inner peace. And he had met, and he didn't even know me. He just met me after like, so he recognized something in me because I do believe that we have that power to receive information when we mm. are more empty, right? When you're more quiet and still, you receive information. And he received and he planted that seed inside of me. So that's why for me, it was so important that I do, that I just felt like, yes, meditation and me have this, but now I understood this is going to be my life. I don't believe people need to sit for two, three hours a day. I think if you can do 10, 15, 20 minutes, you are on to something, okay? Honestly, even if you can do five minutes of just self-reflection and just be there for yourself, calm yourself, remind yourself about the truth. I came into this world with nothing. I'm going to leave with nothing. I could leave any second, any second. And in the time I have here, I have two choices. I can lean into some kind of pain, anger, confusion, hate, could, or I can lean into some kind of positivity, generosity, love, peace, bliss. Like you only ever making two choices. Yes. And once you, once you understand that, there's so much more freedom. You don't need to go into stories of pain and suffering like I was forced to do before I knew that there was a way out of this misery that I was living in, right? Being divorced from my husband at a young age, not knowing what my genius was and what I could do. So I was very disconnected. So as soon as I found that, oh, there is a place where it doesn't matter who I am in the world, it matters more what I experience while I'm in the world. Mm. Poof. Total <laughs> change of perspective. It's more about what I'm experiencing than who I am. You can be a doctor. You can be a nurse. You can be a scientist. You can be a teacher. If you are miserable, that's, you, you can still be miserable as a doctor. So it's not that important. What is important is what do you feel every day? What do you mm. feel every day? Who are you? Do you feel comfortable? Do you feel happy? Do you feel joyful? That's the most important thing. And that mm -hmm. is what I call your, your, your soul purpose. Yes, it's more important than the purpose of your body. Yeah, people want to know the body purpose. Am I in the right job? Am I in the right? Like, it doesn't matter. You could leave this body any second and the job is gone. Everything's gone. So that's not what's important. It's what you're experiencing when you're being a doctor. It's what you're experiencing as a coach. So let's get the let's get the the shift of what matters. Let's start to focus on what matters. Your life is precious. What you're experiencing matters, right? And many people, when they come on our campus, they love the fact that they learn. They are worthy of joy. They're worthy of ecstasy, of bliss in their daily life. You don't need to just suffer and be, you know, always fragmented, scared, lost, confused, mm. and all these negative emotions that we're taught. That's life. That's life. Suck mm. it up. I mean, well, I mean we're, <laughs> we're, we're bombarded, though, with, with all of this, uh, whether it be negativity and that kind of stuff. And I feel like, you know, especially with some of our audience members that maybe have experienced this, and you, you mentioned around culture, you mentioned, um, you know, our experience 
are generally our experiences and whatever it is. But in order to, because one thing that I'm picking up from your conversation is meditation is really about understanding ourselves, right? That's really down to the core. Um, self-awareness, which is really, really important. Self-awareness, knowing what we are in terms of our strengths and weaknesses, but also what we need to make improvements put to and how we're feeling about um, ourselves. One thing um, that came to my mind, actually, as you were talking about, is there is a lot of, I mean, there's so much more noise out there <laughs> compared to what there was years ago. I mean, you know, we're bombarded with media, we're bombarded with distractions, we're bombarded with fear, we're bombarded with judgments around uh, judgments about other people and what you think about others. There's so much to contend with and to compete against. How does one, um, how does one, I wouldn't say eliminate that because it's very difficult to eliminate everything, right? But how does one try to put your house in order and remove the clutter, the crap, the BS, um, in order to get to that, you know, um, good place, if you like. Does that make sense? I love it. You become intentional with everything you expose yourself to. Mm. You understand that whatever you say yes to is going to affect you in some way, form, or shape. I said, um, I said no to media, television, and stories. Mm many years ago yeah yep. because i Lucky. saw that whatever i put into my system has an effect so if i'm mm -hmm. sitting around listening to the you know the all the news about you know trump about you know uh, this and that about you know uh, covid and, and i'm just like blasting myself that is going to have an effect on me right True. so i get to choose what i put into my system the same way you choose what you put into your body it's unfortunate most of the time in a lot of places there's a lot of crap and that's the main choice you have, right? Mm. It's hard to find the good food where that's not so much sugar, not so much that, right? So there's a there's a lot of crap and then there's you have to find the good stuff, okay? So you need to become very selective. Who do you talk to? Who do you hang out with, right? And it's not snobby. It's just knowing who you are and knowing how it affects you, mm. yeah? I know that when I eat sugar and I eat crap, it affects me negatively, right? Mm. So then I need to say, I'm just not going to make that choice. I'm going to eat healthy most of the time. And we're not looking for 100%. I don't look for 100%. Mm -hmm. I look for 80%. Can I make 80% mm -hmm. good choices for myself, right? So that is how you do it. You become, um, I wanted to use the word brutal, but it's a strong word. Why you, We don't need it. You become highly selective, Yeah. And you say yes to the things that light up your spirit, that give lightness and give joy. I actually, you know, used to call it following my bliss. That's how I would state it. I'd say, I live by following my bliss. I do things that I love and that make me happy. For example, when I'm looking to invest in myself, I don't look at what am I not good at? Let me spend more money trying to train my weaknesses. No, I want to train my strengths. So I'm a speaker, trainer. Let me invest in becoming a better speaker and a better trainer. Yeah. Some people say, no, I want, I'm not good at, at this. So I want to invest in that. No, invest in your strengths because then you're having fun. You're becoming better and better at what you're good at. So it's all about selection. Becoming just very smart. I select good things that make me happy, make me feel mm. good. And I try to eliminate 
all the things that don't serve me. You know, one thing that uh, I came off, because uh, I know we're coming towards the end of our conversation, one thing that kind of gave me an idea, and maybe this is a good idea for you guys that are listening in, is to create an inventory list. So thinking about um, all of the things that you're listening to and your habits and your routines and creating an inventory list and saying, how could I upgrade my life in those areas? What do you think about that? I love that. That's exactly what I teach my students on my campus to do. To, and that's what meditation is. It's mm. being, it's emptying. I want you to think of meditation as removing, letting mm. go, letting mm. go. Yeah, it's not taking on more info. It's having time to clear. That's not needed. That's not needed. Let me let go mm. of that. Let me let go of this mm. person. Let me, yeah. So that you have time, time to, to think, time to be still, time to listen. Yeah. Mm. Think because, you know, we don't even take time to think. We're reactive. We're always reacting. Right. Mm. Whereas when you take a moment to be still, then you can, you get these amazing, awesome thoughts. Like mm. you get more creative in how you want to approach life and approach things. So yes, absolutely. I love that. There's different sections in life. There's wealth, health, work, um, adventures, um, uh, personal growth. So you mm -hmm. take the, the main, uh, you know, uh, sections of life. I, I know mm -hmm. that I have like about nine of these main areas that I say, have a, a take a moment to reflect on how do you want to grow in these areas now you can't work on all of the areas at once you need to identify the area where you get the most negativity where you're living in the most negativity and you need to tackle that one first yeah i agree so for some for, yeah so for most people it's their personal growth it's a it's mm. their relationship to themselves okay mm -hmm. the relationship with yourself needs to pop you need to be like oh i love to be with myself i love myself i love yeah yeah, I, you know, I love spending time with me. Um, I am, I, you know, I know what my strengths are. I know what my weaknesses is. I'm able to call myself on my shit. I don't need, you know, to be defensive. If somebody says, hey, I don't feel like you really showed up powerfully there. I can be honest enough to go, yeah, I think you're right. I think I've, I could do a lot better, right? Because mm -hmm. you've studied yourself. So mm -hmm. that's really what it is. Create an amazing relationship with yourself so that you don't need to you know be defensive be yeah like no i know who i am i don't need your approval i don't need your validation i've approved myself i validated myself yes a lot of us are living with begging bowls in our relationship love me listen to me give me now take that what you just said and do it for yourself exactly love yourself listen to yourself pour into yourself and that creates this feeling of wholeness. I'm solid in myself. And then you start being more compassionate to others, you know, because mm -hmm. you see that they're just like you, trying the best with the information that they have. Absolutely. Love it. Well, listen, I, I, I mean, I'm thoroughly enjoying our conversations. I think we could speak for hours on this. I, I'm, I'm, I'm totally engrossed, <laughs> by the way. So I just want to say thank you so much. I really greatly appreciate our conversations. Um, for you guys that are listening, and I hope that you've been enjoying our conversations. We've really covered a lot of bases in the small amount of time that we've had together. If you have any questions, by the way, feel free to reach out to Nahima and her team. But also, more importantly, make sure that you can, we, we put all the links in the podcast as well. Her on social media, 
Um, if she if she doesn't respond, don't be offended. Her team will respond in due kindly. And do mention the podcast as well. Nahima, I just want to say thank you so much for being on the podcast and the show today. I really greatly appreciate your time today. And, uh, you know, listen, this is, this is great. I, I think this is fantastic. And I think that a lot of people that are listening in are going to get a lot of breakthroughs during our conversation, which is what our goal is, right? So our aim is. Absolutely. And if you don't mind, I would love to offer something for those of you that like, you know, this meditation thing, it freaks me out a bit. I want to get into it. I have a 21 day meditation challenge. It's absolutely free. Yeah. And that's going to allow, you know, and uh, it's going to allow you to start just trying this meditation thing out for 10, 15 minutes a day. Now, even if you're an advanced meditator, you're going to love it. Because it just gives, you know, I choose a topic each day and we hack that topic. So it's not mm-hmm. a repeat of the same. So it does give a topic, important topics where we need to be focused on. And it's going to enhance uh, your, you know, your, your daily life. 10 mm-hmm. to 15 minutes a day. It's called my 21 day meditation challenge. You're getting my international best-selling book. And on top of that, a seven days reprogram your mind, which gives you a different perspective on life. So if that's exciting, just head over to my website and pull that out for yourself. It's free. There's nothing um, that you need to pay for that. And it has three programs in it. So for those that Uh, feel like I've opened a portal, but they want to go further, there's that opportunity. I'm blown away by your generosity. So I just wanted to say that. So thank you so much. And, you know, and that's the reason why we, 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 uh, we, we, we similar energy and stuff like that is we love giving value to our audience and, uh, really serving a purpose more than anything else so i just wanted to say thanks again once again and i really greatly appreciate you and uh yeah uh, for you guys that are listening in just want to say thank you so much for listening in from from me and mahima from today and uh hopefully if you enjoyed today's show feel free to leave a one or a five star review on apple or on spotify greatly appreciate that anyway from me and mahima greatly appreciate you and uh hopefully we'll see you again on the next show take care and see you soon take care bye-bye